0: The last thing you
1: remembered. All of a sudden, there was a light, and then I was falling. Who are you? I was supposed
0: to be executed two days ago. And I was in combat. So was I.
1: Black ops. Yakuza. We need to work as a team. Does this look like a team-oriented group of individuals to you? <laughs> Joseph. Justin. Justin for what?
0: This planet is a game preserve. And we're the game.
1: Roar! They learn. They adapt. Roar! You want to survive? Dig in deep. Who's your daddy now? How do we kill them? However you can. Roar!
0: Welcome back to Franchise Fanatics. I'm Ryan Katmeyer. and I'm Cody Lindley. And today we are joined by dear friend, uh, performer, improviser, uh, quintessential Louisianan, Bradley Johnson.
1: Yeah, as they let aka
0: Bradley Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Brad will speak like that the rest <laughs> of the <so. laughs> hell yeah well brad thanks for being here we're here to talk about the 2010 predators
2: which audience I, I just have to call out i last episode told you we would have a clash and ryan and i talked and we haven't covered alien so we just dis- we decided it wasn't the right time to cover the crossovers yet but we'll cover alien in a couple months um and we'll discuss the crossovers then yeah So stay tuned.
0: Uh, But before we really sink our teeth into this uh, film, why don't we go ahead and talk about who we should be sponsored by today? Okay, boss,
2: whatever you say. All right, I'll go. I think we should be sponsored by um, a lone survivor. Who did they really survive? Because now they're crushed with the weight of the decisions they had to make. That's right. Lawrence fisher character in this movie. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of a scientific st- sci-fi staple, scientific staple, that you have a movie and uh, they come. They're like, everyone's dead. And then secretly, there's one person who's been driven past the point of humanity. Right on.
1: Oh, do I say what I think we should be? respond? OK, so I think we should be sponsored by uh, Green Ketchup. Because <laughs> it's something they remade and we didn't really need that to happen. <laughs> and it's not that different from the regular ketchup.
0: Is that a metaphor for this film as well?
1: Is that what we're going for? <laughs>
0: no, I just didn't know. No, it could
1: be a real thing yeah. or a fake thing. I'm ready to start the discourse. <laughs> All right.
0: I'll, I'll be quick then. I think we should be sponsored by uh, the Chicago premiere of the short film Laugh Tract, uh, created by dear friend Liam Gologley and resident fact checker Liam Galogely, uh starring uh, some of our good pals. Uh, Predator's own Esteban Reina, <laughs> um, uh, St- Predator 2's own Estella Warren, uh Billig, who has not been on the podcast just yet, but is also a dear friend, uh, and Liam. So it's premiering this Sunday at
2: hey, Passage hey, Theater got, in Chicago. I got a line in that. Oh, my bad. Cody's also in it. I got one super great line in it, okay. but uh, go ahead with the info again. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Cody's also in it. I'm also in it. Uh, lots of good files. Um,
0: yeah, I was unavailable. brad was unavailable uh it's playing uh premiering this sunday august 13th at facets theater which is at 1517 west fullerton avenue so yeah do a little google uh see if you can uh find yourself a ticket and check it out that being said let's jump into some initial thoughts here anybody want to kick us off because otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation
2: i think uh, brad is literally like jumping (laughs) with excitement and holding himself back so i want brad to
1: Kick us off. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I did not like this movie. <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't come here trying to destroy a franchise, but uh, it's just it was uh this movie kind of pissed me off. It kind of pissed me off. I, I just I, I, I thought I, I just after it was over, I was which thank God it was only an hour and a half. But I was like, what did what did we learn? What did we get from this? Uh, <laughs> What have, we, what have we done? <laughs> and I thought like I because I thought pre- Predator Two, shout out to you guys and Stella it was a great episode, like th- it, it gave us something different. And then yes. Predators, it was like a retread. It was like a retread, retreat, reach retread. Retread. retread? Yeah. retread. You're, yeah, you're getting it and right. They, yeah. It was just like, what did, what did what did we what? What what why why did we do this? <laughs> I love that. I love that, um, Ryan. Oh,
2: sorry, Brad. Are you? Was that? Does that sum up your emotions? No, around I can the go for thoughts? another hour.
1: So I'll watch <laughs> someone else.
2: <laughs> Ryan, uh, uh, why don't you
0: let us know your initial thoughts on this movie? Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm with you, Brad. I kind of feel bad we had you on for this movie. To be honest, <laughs> I watched this movie like three weeks ago, and I kind of forgot a little bit about of it. But I was like, I'm not watching this movie again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I I read the Wikipedia page to kind of catch myself back up. And like there were a lot of there were like seven different things that I made note of while reading that, that I was like, I don't think the movie explained this really. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. And I, I do agree, though, because like it's it's not dissimilar to the first. movie. that's why when you were talking about green ketchup and red ketchup, I was like, oh, are you saying this is just like the first movie and then. We just don't need this one, which, yeah, I I agree. Like, it's pretty similar to the first one, but with less compelling characters. And also, like, it seemed like they were trying to make, like, a serious Predator movie. Like, the first one is, like, campy and fun and there's good action. And this one, the plot is very similar to the first one. And it just didn't give us anything that I think we, like, needed in a Predator movie. Yeah, because, like, the second one, obviously, they went to L.A., they brought in like a cast of like awesome actors and characters. And this one is just kind of like, I don't know. I'm not compelled by any of these people. uh, their their characters or their performances, honestly, outside of Lawrence Fishburne. So those are my initial thoughts. But Cody, I understand you have a dissenting opinion for us. So uh, I would love to hear what you got.
2: Guys, I kind of liked it. <laughs> I, I will not. It's not going to be sure. a top anything for me but I kind of dug it. I, I, um, let me set the scene. It was, um, <clears throat> definitely like I started watching it right after work and then I had to stop pretty quickly after like, I was like maybe 20 minutes into the movie. Uh, and then I picked it back up at like midnight cause I couldn't sleep. And so I was like, just chilling on my couch with some headphones in. So I didn't wake up, uh, my partner and, uh, yeah, it was. I was just like having a good time. Maybe it was the sleep deprivedness. Maybe it was the <laughs> dumb actionist. I think. I mean, I definitely agree. There are as we'll get into. There's a lot of issues with this movie. It's definitely not going to be in like boiler alert to where I'm ranking it. It's not going to take the first or second <laughs> one's position. But I think I just liked how how serious it tried to make itself and how inherently goofy it was like so dumb but yeah those are my initial thoughts uh, I'll dig into them more as we get going but <laughs> truly 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 uh, I if I enjoyed it which I am going to say I did it was um, just you know a whole product of <laughs> the experience and the insanity of it um, um, you know make sure that it becomes a uh, criterion collection film is what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> Hey,
0: look, you're you're welcome to enjoy any films you'd like. Honestly, like, yeah, I I don't I'm not going to like badger somebody if they think this is a good movie to watch or whatever. I will say I think my favorite moment of watching this movie was so unintentional. It was just the realization that the little squabble. Between two of the people at first was a reveal of it being Walter Goggins and Mahershala Ali, who I didn't realize either of them were in this movie. I was like, what? <laughs> so there are was... two
1: Oscar winners <laughs> in this cast, not to include like Lawrence Fishburne, Oscar nominee, mm-hmm. like the the caliber of this cast. And it's like wild. Walter Goggins probably had an Eddie Emmy. Emmy nomination, right? At some point, SB something. I probably. <laughs> I mean, SB. he's SB. probably been to the SBs. Yeah, no, I mean, between like <laughs> Justified invited, and
0: Righteous Gemstones and whatever else he's yeah. been in, he's, yeah, it's a, you're, it's you're a probably a really, not wrong.
1: Like the, the cast in and of itself is mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Or the, at least from their, their caliber of work.
0: For sure. They take trophies. Speaking of the cast, why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about some of these characters? We'll start with... uh adrian brody's very serious royce i believe is his name royce yeah that's the character's name
2: okay i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna kick us off because (laughs) like even as the person who enjoyed this movie i you never really like learn anything about royce that like i thought they were gonna be like he lost his platoon or something happened that turned him into this and then he just gives like the hand wavy answer of like You ever killed somebody and then you just realized you kept liking it so you became a hunter of man and you're (laughs) like what What?" (laughs) like it's just it was so grimdark i also love um that he talked about i shout out to wikipedia where i get all my facts um in a quote that he's like talking about how he takes every role he's like i mean i treated this the same as i treated the pianist It's like shouldn't do that. Not
0: not at all the same as somebody trying to escape the
2: Holocaust.
0: <laughs> like, come on, dude. Oi. Brad, you've been shaking your head for a while,
1: so I, I, I'm so waiting. clearly that Adrian Brody is not an action star. Yeah, put that on my tombstone. Adrian Brody is not an action star. <laughs> he could not carry this movie. like he's a fine actor. like I don't have the yeah. issues with him as an actor, but it was just like it was very just out of place. and he kind of felt like he was doing kind of like a it was almost kind of like a Ryan Gosling sort of deal of like the whole like mysterious dude. like mm-hmm. but it the the rest of the movie didn't match what he was doing. and it was just, oh gosh, it was so out of place. You guys have both watched Lost, right? Yes. Yeah. I got huge Lost vibes, obviously, at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that but makes it, sense. It, this whole movie felt like if Lost, if every character on Lost was Sawyer, like <laughs> every character was just like, What's your name? What's a name? You ever <laughs> lived before? No, I'm too busy trying to die. Like, just, what? It was, they were all so similar.
2: Yeah. I also like that your gravestone will read something like, Here lies Bradley Johnson. Loving partner, great friend. Adrian Brody was not an action star. It's what he wants the world to remember him for. we will
0: we'll make it happen. Hopefully not for quite some time. Um, hey, I didn't add dates for a reason. What do, I, what do I think about Royce played by Adrian Brody? I think I don't care. I think you didn't give me anything to care about. Yeah, you tried to be like this weird mercurial guy. And you were like in the army and then you like killing, and so you just kept killing. Like, yeah, get your Barry wannabe HBO butt out of here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it, 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 I like Adrian Brody, you know, he's great in like Wes Anderson movies, and obviously his performance in the pianist is great, but I just didn't care for this character. So,
2: anywho, you know, I think the per oh, sorry.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, how many people you think said no? How many like and the line? I mean, I understand this movie was probably was like in development for quite some time. But like when the the check started getting signed, like what in what order? Like was Adrian Brody was he in the top ten of choices? Of like, like for that oh, to lead?
2: I I have no idea. Yeah, but that's the thing. Either he wasn't, or he absolutely was who they wanted to go for. There's no <laughs> way he was like number five. He was either like the twentieth person approach <laughs> or the second of, for this role. Um Oh, I was going to say just real quick, you know, he really tries with what he's given. But this is not the movie for that trying, nor is this the script. Yeah, that's not given. Uh, I do agree with that. I actually think that like I enjoyed, which we'll get to in a second. But I think I enjoyed a lot of like smaller side characters way more than any of the main characters. Yeah, there is no hunting like the hunting
0: of a man. Cool. Let's move on to uh, Edwin, who is portrayed by Topher Grace. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: So fun story, <laughs> uh, I was at a bar that had this movie playing. I had not seen this movie until a few nights ago, but I was at a bar where this movie was playing on the screens and uh, the, the screens like the TV's behind the bar <laughs> <laughs> and this. This girl is watching and it's the beginning of the movie. It's a, now that I've seen the movie in context, it's the beginning of the movie. And this woman at the bar goes, oh, I love Topher Grace. And then she goes, it really is surprising that he's the bad guy at the end of this. (laughs) Did Did that happen before you saw the movie (laughs) to the hallmark? But I remember that moment just thinking like, Mom, I'm certainly never going to see this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I'm okay with that. Spoiler such a funny anecdote. Uh,
2: No, yeah, we say uh, all the time. If you came here to like listen before you watch the movie, that's the wrong podcast for you. <laughs> yeah, we assume you've seen it,
1: especially this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like Joe, Joe, edit this <laughs> to the end. Joe, edit this to the end. <laughs> uh, nice, but uh, but quick thought too with him, it's like it yeah. kind of felt like he was supposed to be. He had a couple moments where it felt like he was supposed to be the comedic relief, mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. like so half hearted. Like I don't know, like it. I don't know. It was it was very strange. Like I think this movie in general just needed. A lot more levity like but like he had a couple moments where I was like, is he the comic relief or at least are they yeah. trying to do that? That's what I thought, too. Yeah, this this
0: the way this character uh plays out in this movie is is as if Topher Grace was just as confused about what he was supposed <laughs> to be doing as we are. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, is he the I, mean, I know he's like kind of like the outsider because the rest are sort of like these like really tough like soldiers or part of like organized crime families or whatever else, you know? Um, and then he's like. A,
1: what is he? A, bot- a doctor. doctor, a doctor, like some sort of doctor, right? Or physician yeah, of some, some
2: sort. sort. Little doctor, serial killer. Comma. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was Kevorkian.
0: consented. So different. Worse than Kavorkian. Right on. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was just I was pretty confused with this character. And then the reveal was kind of like, well, yeah. OK,
2: you wrote that. <laughs> i mean i think yeah i i don't disagree it was a very confused written character i think that like had had we had people like maybe in the night or something all of a sudden they wake up and someone's dead and they're like whoa how are we not attacked by all of them or something and we thought it was like the predators doing that to them then i would have understood that like oh there is this person amongst them killing but to like Go through the whole movie and be like like they save him and then someone's like, I'll always save you because like he saved him from a neurotoxin earlier mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm. It's like you give all these things to like not even have us like him, just like have him exist as the weak one. and then at the end he's just like, oh, also I love killing and we're in a hole together, so I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> it's like there's no prompt to it or like give him a fascination with the predators the whole time, yeah. even if he's still the comic yeah. relief. So at the end, his wanting to become one makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think here's the issue with the comedy. If you want to call that any comic relief in this movie <laughs> is. Um, and I'm the one who likes it. I, is, I come back to the the scene where Walter Goggins is talking about if he got home, what he would do. And he says, oh, I do a lot of coke. And then he says something extremely graphic and vile that doesn't need to be in the script. Um, and I get the ideas that he says it and then uh, Tover Grace's character says well and he like gets up and they're like don't go near him like it's supposed to be a laugh line but like you can't have something so like disgusting said in like a small monologue and then expect us to laugh it's like no yeah he's a like Walter Goggins great actor all of them I've talked about him on this podcast a lot but like I felt I was like, gross, I don't like this guy anymore. Don't even like I hate him. Let him be the next one. The predator feels yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, Because like oh, he could have just been like, I would do so much coke like cool. He's a prisoner like we don't know his. like I don't know.
1: Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, some of those lines, it felt like a 12 year old who just learned curse words wrote this script. <laughs> and yeah. And was trying yeah. to be edgy like yeah. with that line in particular. Yeah. You can also put on my gravestone. <laughs> for <laughs> Grace is not a villain. I don't <laughs> buy him as a villain in this movie or Spider-Man Three. Which don't want to skip to that franchise. but <laughs> you're, you're gonna have. But again, a, I don't buy him as a villain. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. A whole graveyard. Okay, we're <laughs> gonna have to buy a
2: semi truck for your gravestone, Brad.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be big. It's gonna be ostentatious.
2: I, I hope this is nothing about you, but is like a poem to famous people. It's like Adrian Brody was not an action star. Topher Grace was not the villain. And then I don't know who your third one is, but we'll find it throughout this episode. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm a freak but here. Among the monsters, I'm normal. Let's go with Isabel. I think that I wanted to like her character so much more. The actress does a pretty good job. And they really do try to give her like instead of the main guy being the moral compass of the group, which I thought was kind of actually a neat thing, like. She's the moral compass um, and like has some care for humanity, even though she's like a sniper, Um, but like and they gave her a dead partner, classic action trope. But I still just don't think it quite worked like, you know, she she's cool and she does i will say like she does get some really kick-ass moments but like i don't know i wish it was even cooler (laughs) yeah i don't i don't disagree with you uh with that at
0: all yeah there's definitely also like yeah she gets some cool moments like again the cast of this movie is great like nothing against topher grace or anybody else uh same here for alice braga but you know like she does also kind of you're right I, i I think the way you framed it is very positive that she's like the moral compass, because I kind of looked at it as if like, you know, she's just there to be like the voice of reason and be like, come on, guys, we got we all got to get there together and all like their strength in numbers, that kind of stuff, which is fine. But as like the only female character in the cast is kind of like, okay, well, let's give her a little bit more to do and stuff. But still still pretty cool. Cody, I kind of feel bad that like you like this movie and we're just like rapping all over it, but you know, no, hey.
2: I think that's you know, honestly, um, we were out at a uh, a bar last night, a pub, if you will, me and Ryan for a friend's birthday, and someone said, Um, when are you guys going to do a franchise that's bad or something? You guys keep talking about good stuff, and I, I, you know, I think it's going to be more interesting when we disagree about a movie but still can respect each other's opinions of because, course. yeah.
1: We have to be able I, to talk about things in this country. We can't even talk about if we like the predators or if we don't like the predators <laughs> we be able to sit at the dinner table and talk about it.
0: <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. Speaking Uncle of talking Brad. about it, <laughs> Uncle Brad, what you got about uh, Alice Braga's character, whose name um, is I mean, Isabel?
1: Yeah, I, I thought she was underutilized for sure. But as I feel like everyone <laughs> was to a certain extent, um, I do just want to note that one of her first lines was, "I've never seen this jungle." And I've seen most. <laughs> what a thing to say. That's one of and then the they first say, lines when they get teleported or whatever. Like, yeah. hey, she's she's been in a jungle for just a couple minutes and she's <laughs> confident that it's not a jungle she's been in before because she's seen most.
2: That's so funny. <laughs> um, I love they do say like right after that, they're like, she's like, can't be an can't be in Asia because of this reason. Can't be. And it's like all parts of jungles look the same in those countries, I guess. But I, I also
1: loved that line, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, I wish she would have gotten more. Wish she could have gotten to have more to play with. But mm-hmm. she did her job. Cash that check, baby. What happened to you?
0: I made just so fucked up. We can move on now to Ronald Nolan portrayed by Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, I guess I'll kick us off. Um, you know, I, again, I think this was kind of like. Probably the most compelling performance by Lawrence Fishburne. But, you know, he's always great. Uh, I did love that he kind of did his like Lawrence Fishburne, like big booming voice that he does a lot in John Wick and stuff where mm-hmm. he's like, you know, kind of like proclaiming things almost. Um, And also this did kind of bring up, a, a you know, what I thought was sort of an interesting take on these movies where like the humans were using the predators to like, pin each other against other predators like that. I thought was kind of a cool aspect of this movie to kind of give it a positive note. Um, Yeah, I I mean, it was kind of an interesting reveal of this character and like, you know, he was there to also serve a lot of exposition. I think basically just being like, here's why you're all here. (laughs) It kind of felt like that moment where it's like, oh, you got to you got to have the the plot revealed to you. And Lawrence Fishburne is here to do it. Um, So, yeah a little underutilized, but I think, you know, the character was, you know, as it progressed, was meant to be a minor character, so I can't really fault the movie for that too much, but.
1: I can. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was the most compelling. uh, I thought he was the most compelling character. He was the first person that when he, like, entered, I was like, okay, I'm on board with somebody. And Mm. then, you know, things happen to him pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, I, saw, I think I saw online that he has less screen time than uh, Danny Trejo, who is the uh, the first to oh, go. Wow. Yeah, I if his ultimate
2: goal was just to kill him, I don't understand why he didn't when he was invisible in the Predator armor. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne given great stuff and like interesting, like he's got a little cuckoo because he's the last one alive on this alien planet. And he like has given up on the idea of leaving. Cool. I got all that. But it's just like (laughs) then he's they're like oh we can't get out like it happened so fast I was like did he close the door like how can they not get out like that part was very confusing to me, Um, but his death was cool (laughs) yeah he's also
0: trying to suffocate him or like smoke him out I was like this is what they do in like cartoons to get rabbits out of caves isn't it like (laughs) is that really this guy has like an arsenal he's been (laughs) like he's been living on this alien planet for 10 seasons however long that is i don't know if it's 10 seasons of survivor that's what like eight months i don't know Is uh, <laughs> he been there for 10 years has he been there for 10 months i don't yeah i don't quite know but yeah i did i did kind of find it funny that like that was his method where like yeah he appeared in an invisible suit that he could have murdered them all in and taken yeah. their guns right there but he's like nah i'm gonna lure him back to my cave and then i'm gonna I'm going to light a stick on fire and fan it into them.
1: <laughs> yes. And what? Sit outside of your place while the smoke dissipates? Larry.
2: Larry! Brad, did you just come onto this podcast and say yes, and?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you in my house, motherfucker!
2: Are there, are there any other characters you want to
0: discuss? That? There's, there's really just, like, a lot of uh, side characters otherwise, but if
2: anybody has any strong thoughts. Uh, I, I mean, it's not even... I'm just going to say it all the side characters because I did mention. I think I liked them more I just like they all had a very um, like. I liked, like they all had like their own weapon type thing, like Walton, Walter Goggins being like, give me a gun. Give me that whole scene made me laugh. I like that. Like, he's like, I got a prison ship. Give me a gun. <laughs> and Danny Trejo comes down with like Uzis like they just. ooze such character that even though they weren't given a lot, I was like, OK, cool. These are like stereotypical, like guys who have to kill and like different lines and like the whole uh, Yakuza scene where it's the sword fight. I liked that. But like, um, yeah, that's the that's what I mean by like all the side characters were way more interesting than army man with vague past and sniper lady who believes they should all be punished. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your ass is awesome. All right. I think now we're ready to move on to the three minute plot challenge. Bum bada bum
1: bum bum. Let me get my <laughs> Brad. Are you ready? Wait, wait. So I, I described the entire plot of Predators, the 2010 movie, in three minutes. That's yep. That's and I correct. Will,
2: you will be able to see my the time on my phone the whole time. Okay. All right. So whenever from you're from memory. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't. Don't pull up Wikipedia. You just got to tell us what happened. Oh, no. Okay. I won't. I'll be. I'll honor you guys and try to remember everything. (laughs) One, two, three, go. Alright, on Predators, we open with a fella falling out of the plane to the point that you're watching and you're thinking to yourself, did I accidentally skip ahead? Did I miss the intro? Nope, that's how it starts. He's falling out of a plane and it's very confusing and you might actually skip out of Hulu and have to restart it because you accidentally went on your Roku and pressed the back button, not the stop button. But anyway... (laughs) So there are people falling from planes and then they're all in the jungle and it's a jungle that they haven't been in before because they've been in most. So they are all realizing that they're all from different places and they're all kind of creepy and kind of have dark <laughs> backgrounds of some sort, but all from different places. And then. Oh, boy, howdy. They find traps and then there's traps and they get stuck in them and they think there's a or they they find a green beret. And at, at, at some point they at, at, I don't know if they've <laughs> seen a predator yet, but there are predators, whether they know it or not. And that's the thing about this movie. It's not just predator singular. It's predator plural. And they're being hunted on a planet that's probably not Earth because it looks weird. And then Lawrence Fishburne's there. And then he's like, I'm your friend, psych. Here's a bunch of smoke. I'm going to get you. And then <laughs> they're like, no, you're not. And then he runs away and Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> finds a predator. And the predator is like... Uh, you're not getting out of here, Buster Brown. And he <laughs> kills Lawrence Fishburne. And then they're all and then the, uh, the the Russian guy blows himself up to save everyone. And they're all running. And the Yakuza guy kills one, but kills. I think he dies in the process, if I remember correctly. Yes. <laughs> and then then they're all just trying to survive in this world. And uh, what's going on? Oh, I think we're down to three at this point. And uh Topher Grace gets hurt, and uh, the Israeli sniper's like, "No, we have to stay with him and uh, and and save him." And and Adrian Brody's like, "Nah, you're on your own, man." And then he goes, and then the Predator catches them, and Topher Grace is like, "Psych, I'm a bad guy, just like the bar, at the the lady at the bar said so." <laughs> and then stabs <laughs> her with a paralyzing thing, and then Adrian Brody comes back. I can't remember if he has a change of heart. Honestly, I was getting pissed off at this point. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> I can remember if he has a change of heart or if he just ends up taking the wrong path and ends up back at <laughs> the place. But anyway, he fights the Predators and then uh, the credits of the movie <laughs> roll. Um... And you learn, you know, who the 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 best boy is, who did the editing, who was the costume design. Um, Any songs that they used, they'll give credits for that. Like who wrote it, like uh, uh, thanks to the city that they filmed it in, which was uh, Hawaii and Austin, Texas. What took you so long? Hey.
2: Brad, I, I appreciate that you didn't just give up early. You just kept going to
0: explain the credits. Absolutely incredible. Also, I will say, if the Predator said, uh-uh, Buster Brown, I would give this movie twelve out of five stars.
2: <laughs> I also I think my favorite line in that recap was when he talks about there's just three left he goes, and they're trying to figure out how to make it in this world <laughs> like they're like they're young women who just moved to new york city <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i, I hate this movie <laughs> oh my god
2: right.
1: just them thank, on a new you, planet. thank you Brad thank you you unwritten by natasha beddingfield they're just trying to figure it out <laughs> All right, let's
0: move on to our recap and rating. Brad, you want to you want to kick us off? Just give it uh, some sort of rating out of five something or others. Uh, It's going to be a one. It's going to be a one for me. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Any anything you want to add to that or you feel like you've said your piece?
1: (laughs) No, I do. I think with a movie like this, I feel like because there's a whole thing of like, if a movie's not going to be good, it has to be ridiculous to me. Like, and that's what. Like, not that this movie was bad. If anything, to me, it was just kind of boring. Like, I, I feel like if it's like the first part was so good and like, I don't know, a, a you know, a, a movie like Dark Knight or whatever, like Heat, like those kind of action films that are quote unquote good. Like, but if it's not going to be that, then it needs to be fucking crazy. It needs to be like taking swings, doing something nuts. Like people will say that face off. Or Batman and Robin are bad movies. I'm like hard disagree. Those movies are crazy. And wait, like wait. I would have liked to see this movie just take some like to be silly, to be ridiculous. I wish the Predator would have said, not Buster Brown. <laughs> like that <laughs> like I, I think it just needed to embrace it, either needed to be better or be crazier, like to me. And that's why it gets a one from me.
0: You know, I I gotta agree with that sentiment. I'll give it one and a half out of five um failed smoking out of a cave attempts
1: oh <laughs> um
0: yeah it, it does feel i i'm with you brad i was gonna actually say like i wish this had like the campiness of like a freddie versus jason like just make yes. it completely over the top like you don't have to have like jokes there but like the it should be like kind of comical like what they're doing in this movie or like yeah make it a actually good action movie there's not that much good action in this also You know, the first movie has the first predator has a lot of like action movie tropes. You know, you have like the big tough guy. You have the like quiet brooding guy and like that kind of stuff. This movie felt like it was trying to have tropes, but like they called out every single trope. It was like, I'm the sniper. I'm Yakuza. I'm like the guy with a vague background, that kind of stuff. Um I'm and the guy with the big back. That's Adrian. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I don't know, it just it, there's not a lot of things that are compelling uh, about this movie to me. So that's
2: that. I'm going to give it two and a half. Oh, don't touch that plant. It's a neurotoxin <laughs> um, out of five um, because it gave me the giggles sometimes. and I, And I thought some of the action was good. But you know what I really keep coming back to is it feels like a group that got together to play D&D for the first time and everyone chose like super serious characters. (laughs) Like it's a lot better if you roll a character that like is kind of dumb, but then you can still do fun stuff in the game. It feels like everyone's like, yes, I am a Yakuza and I'm very serious. Yeah. And then you have two characters who are like, yep. And we are just the normal protagonist characters. It's just kind of you're right. Um, So even though I liked it, I'm going to give it that rating. just, you know, come on.
1: Come on, guys. Be a little campier. I do think it it did come after, like, like it was a couple years after Dark Knight. So I feel like that's when everyone mm. tried to overcorrect yeah. and be like, oh, this no, it has to be cinema. It has to be and like mm-hmm. almost everything that's dried that except for Dark Knight has been not so great. Because it's okay, yeah. it's okay to have, be a little silly. It's okay to have a couple silly guys in your movie. Yes. You know? And, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Buster I think Brown. The dark nightification of like the cinema, the 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 decade that followed that movie was was mm. kind of a bummer.
2: Yeah, I mean it. I think still plagues the DC universe. Yeah. Like
1: I I I um
2: I love comic books. I think I might have discussed that on the pod before. But like I I do watch Marvel movies. They've fallen off for me a lot, but I do try to catch them. But like I don't care about DC. Like the Nolan trilogy is a great Batman take, but then they took that whole attitude into all of their movies. And to me, I just have not cared yeah. since that happened.
1: Want to see something fucked up?
2: We'll talk about whether or not this movie was needed or
0: if it helped or hurt the franchise. Uh, probably pretty obvious what we're all going to say here, I think. Um, do I think this movie helped or hurt the franchise? I'm going to say it hurt. And I'm going to say that because um, I don't think it was like super well received. I don't think it did anything new. And also, it was the first like true predator movie. I think there's like Alien vs. Predator, or maybe some of those crossovers that predate this movie. But this was 20 years after or no. Yeah, 20 years after Predators 2. And I don't think it's very good. I don't really remember it being talked about or anything. I don't know anyone who like brings this movie up or anything at all. So yeah yeah i don't think we needed this movie and i don't think it uh it helped the franchise i think it kind of hurt it
2: yeah i see i'm gonna say that it hurt the franchise um but i think we needed it and i think it hurt the franchise because imagine if they would made like even though we're, we're saying you know it's not great like if they had stuck with a vision and made a, a sequel to this or something they could have maybe like course corrected and like made it interesting but I mean, I I have not seen the predator. That's our next one we're going to watch and talk about. But I know that they like really overcorrected again in a different way. You know, so it's like I wish I think it hurt the franchise. And the biggest thing is because they couldn't just try to write the course with small directions they like. Like from one to two to this to the predator, it's like they just never got a cohesive vision. So every time a movie came out that didn't it doesn't have to like follow directly. But that didn't embrace the genre and tone of the last one, I think, kind of just hurts the franchise in general.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say hurt the franchise also. I mean, <laughs> no love lost between <laughs> me and Predator, but <laughs> but uh, it is. I think so much of the problem is I haven't seen the Predator, like the the next one that y'all are going to watch But mm-hmm. with you saying what you said just now about how that's breaking, I think that is going to always be how you hurt your franchise if you're trying mm. to make a movie correcting what you did on the last one. Which is, I think, what I d- did a little bit of research to see, like, they were trying to correct from Predator 2. Like, Predator 2 is the embarrassing <clears throat> movie, and they were trying to be more serious with this one. But Predator 2 is a better movie, in my opinion. Uh, also, Absolutely. I couldn't find an official. I was trying to see if this movie was trying to exist in that Predator 2 did not exist in this timeline. Because clearly Predator 1 exists because they referenced that. But Predator 2 does not get referenced. And I couldn't find a straight answer. But at one point they go, you know what that is? You know what this thing is? And I wanted her to be like, yeah, it, one of them terrorized Los Angeles. It was on the news.
0: <laughs> yeah, you think everyone in America would know what it is? Because so yeah,
1: like, the press think is Pred- everywhere
2: in Predator 2. So when this came when this came out, I, I did. I did find this. They decided only Predators or Predator was uh, canon. Gotcha. So not Predator 2 in this world, which is so weird and dumb. Like, just acknowledge them yeah. all. <laughs> like, yeah, come on.
1: <laughs> Push your daddy now, motherfucker!
2: I think we can just move on to,
0: to our rankings of the films thus yeah. far. Um, I'll say first one, Predator is number one for me. And then Predator 2. And then there is a Brad's gravestone size distance between <laughs> two. And this for me, that's mine.
2: Uh, yeah, I'll go one, two, three. I mean, I, I think I, I know I said the second one I liked more last time, but then I said, ask me tomorrow with time. I think that like that's that's my preference on the <laughs> on the franchise. For sure.
1: Yeah. one 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 two two Predators. Um, haven't seen the next one. And it was interesting because when I was thinking about this, too, I was like, do movies always get worse? Like, is there any where it breaks the chain? But I'm like, this one does not to spoil it, not to jump ahead. Mm. Uh, but my opinion. I think you do have a sequel, a Predator sequel that ends up being up like as better than most of the, but mm-hmm. not yet. One, two Predators for me.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with you. Looking good there, boss. I guess now do we do the recast, right? Since we got a brand new cast. Yeah, we can do it. Anybody want to kick us off with whatever character and whatever recast they have?
1: Brad, why don't you? why don't you kick us off? Okay. Well, okay. so if I'm recasting this movie, we need uh, we need to have some fun. So who am I recasting first?
2: You're going to do Royce and then we'll all do Royce and then or whatever character you want to start with. Royce
1: is recast as Scooby Doo. The cartoon (laughs) dog. Scooby damn doo so we can have some fun. So like amidst <laughs> all the crisis, crises going on, we got a main characters going roo-roo and just trying to make sandwiches that are too damn big. You
2: ever run a man? You started reeling a man and then you couldn't rap?
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, know, man. I, like I said, we're going to have a little fun with it. I thought you were going to choose like a comedian or somebody over the top, but you went full Scooby-Doo.
2: Nice. I Scooby-Doo. Mean, we
1: need to overcorrect this.
2: And then I overcorrected with my casting. Um, I try to stick to the action movie and I went Logan Marshall Green. He was an upgrade and a few other things. I have to mm. think of him as the actor that's not Tom Hardy. Okay. Um, he's kind of like a more spelt Tom Hardy. <laughs>
0: nice. Okay. I um, I did also kind of go what could be considered a little left field here. Someone a little more fun and someone who can carry a movie a little bit more. Uh, I said Brendan Fraser. Ooh! <laughs> yeah, I think he can be he can bring like, you also like, I think he's due for an action movie at this point. You know, obviously he yeah. had his big comeback last year with the whale and everything. Let's let's pop him into the Predator franchise.
2: I love it. You are a good man after all. Great. I'll kick us off. My next character that I have is Edwin. And I went with an actor that I think could be a little uneasy about be actually funny and then at the end still creep you out. That's Matthew Lillard. I went Matthew Lillard for
0: (laughs) love. Matthew Lillard. He needs a renaissance, in my opinion. Um, I'll go next. Uh, Okay, so we we mentioned like this character was kind of supposed to be the comic relief or like kind of was it So if you're going to bring comic relief to a movie, bring comic relief, like give the character comic relief. So I said, Lil Rel Howery. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think he would be great to bring in just like, yeah, some uh, some like over the top (laughs) funny moments to this. Uh, Yeah. And I I just think he's a really great comedian and performer.
1: I'm going with the Taco Bell (laughs) Kiwawa. Is this This all all dog dog (laughs) cast? Maybe it is. I'm I'm (laughs) in development right now. Is wishbone still available? The Taco Bell Chihuahua, he's always going to be, you're going to get comic relief, because every time the camera's going to pan to him and be like, wish we had some Taco Bell right now. Ugh, brother. Oh, brother. These like, brothers hey, really live oh And also, if you're looking for someone who's going to have like a character twist, like, you could, like you're not going to suspect that the Taco Bell Chihuahua was killing people. It was a serial killer. You're not going to suspect it. You're going to be like, the, the, the audience is going to be floored. They're going to be throwing their popcorn in the air when they find out that the Taco Bell Chihuahua was a murderer.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable. So for the next recast, we'll do uh, Isabel. Uh, I said Jasmine Savoy Brown. I just think she's a really great young performer. Um, You you might know her from the later uh, versions of Scream and also Yellow Jackets, which is my favorite show on TV right now. So, yeah, let's toss her in there. She's great.
2: Yeah, OK, uh, I I'm stealing from uh, Espan last week. I'm going to go Melissa Barrera. I think that this yes. is actually a role I'd like to see her kind of do. Um,
1: yeah, I'm going to say Julianne Moore. <laughs> because oh you know, I'm gonna say a dog, no, I'm not always a silly goose. No, Julianne Moore, because I would like to see her in more movies. And I think it would be wild to see her like reinvent as an action star.
0: Yeah, it would also be wild to see her starring along (laughs) the Taco Bell Chihuahua and Scooby Doo. That's going to be a little more wild than recasting her as an action
1: star. (laughs) But you know who can handle that job assignment? Julianne Moore. Oscar winner Julianne Moore.
2: I love that. Keep Oscar winners in this movie.
1: (laughs) Can someone please just tell me uh, what the fuck is going on here?
2: Finally, kick us off with your Nolan. Oh, my goodness. Who is Nolan? Lawrence Fishburne,
1: a droopy dog. (laughs) (laughs) Back to dogs. Just to find out why he's so sad (laughs) being on that (laughs) alien planet by himself. Let's get into the gravitas of why he's so droopy.
0: (laughs) It's incredible.
2: I love that. I um I went for a little. It's a completely different character. It's still Nolan, but some fan casting of like you put in the trailer and people get excited. I said, Carl Weathers. Oh, <laughs> yeah, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nice.
1: People would have lost their mind if it was Arnold. Like people, I think that <laughs> was a plan or they tried to get him involved in some way. I don't know for that role, but they tried to get him involved in the movie. But he was literally the governor of California at the time. It was <laughs> like, I can't go <laughs> shoot this movie. <laughs> uh, I said Idris Elba.
0: Nice. You know, he's just he's just great and everything, you know. Kind of that brooding, mysterious guy to this this uh, film of Lawrence Fishburne. So, oh yeah, honey, bring in fresh meat season after season. I mean, shit, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> well, Brad, thanks again for joining us here, buddy. This is some of the hardest I've laughed uh, while recording this. Also, always oh, good to see yeah. you. Um, thanks so much. Hey, thanks uh, the, for most
2: dog-centric, the most dog centric, the most dog centric cat recast we've had, which we needed. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Brad, anything you want the listeners to know? Anything you got coming up? Where can they find you? Any anything you want to share?
1: Um, no, I'm staying. I'm gonna. You can find me at home on my couch <laughs> <laughs> next to Droopy Dog. <laughs> next to <drooping> dog.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, uh, folks. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, tune in next week where I think all of us, or I at least, I will watch the Predator for the
2: first time. Yeah. So yeah, same. Stay tuned. Um, see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening.
1: I've never seen this jungle and I've seen most.